this is John Cloud Jones. This is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. Yo, it's your boy Buddy Hughes. This is Jazz the Kid Chisholm. And you? Logged on to 10th Year Seniors. The 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. You logged in with 10th Year Seniors. Flag for SoundCloud. <laughs> you also didn't turn my mic on. Your mic's on. Is it? No, your mic three. I forgot. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Leave it all in. And this is how you can tell that John is rusty and has not been in studio for what feels like a month. <laughs> it is a month. It's pretty much a month exactly, but it is what it is. Oh, man. <laughs> Welcome to the 10th Senior's Podcast Network. This is the read option, NFL 9, wow, week 9 of the NFL. This is going to be a rough podcast. And he's been in studio. See what happens when Ricardo leaves and goes to LA. Oh, first of all, congratulations, Ricardo, for going to LA, taking the risks, going to SoFi Stadium, watching the Patriots defeat um, the greatest quarterback of our time, Justin Herbert, and then watching the Lakers win. You could, 10YS as a unit, the read option unit specifically we need all three of us to be in studio for this to operate at maximum capacity. We haven't had that for a while. You're not here. Me and Cardo is messing up the production straight through. Now, Cardo ain't here. We still we kind of disjointed this morning. It's an early morning, man. Anyway. There you go. That's us. As with any NFL product we bring to you, we have to remind you that Colin Kaepernick was blackball. From this league in the 21st century for peacefully protesting police brutality against minorities. Did you so, watch the Colin Kaepernick? Um, we're going to get to yeah. We should all be conflicted about how much we love and follow this league. But we do. And here we are. You know the drill now for our picks podcast. Our format. We got five picks. Straight money line. Each one of us picks an underdog that we think is going to cover the spread. We each have one lock of the week, and then we get to our parlays. We start all the week nine. Oh, Jesus Christ! We start all of the lines podcasts with quotes that we think are applicable to gambling, whether it's dealing with guessing games or however you choose to gamble. Call it the ones we lost on this day. We lost Cy Young, died at eighty-eight in nineteen fifty-five. It is a popular name. I Hopefully, you know, you assume that people listening to this podcast have some semblance of sports knowledge so they know who Cy Young is. There's a whole pitching award named after him. But uh, Cy Young wanted everybody to know that in his day, now, keep, bear in mind when you hear this, he died in 1955. At that point, he was outraged at how much money baseball players were making. He <laughs> said, gosh, all a kid has to do these days is spit straight and he gets $40,000 to sign. <laughs> and I thought to myself, Cy Young, you must be in heaven punching air right boy, now. He, but, but Boy, talk, talk about someone like that really did it for the love of the game. Yeah. And it's just like, no, man, you know, bills happen. And in those days, they had to work multiple jobs like in the offseason. Wow. Like a minor league player? Wow. No, like WNBA players today. Uh. Had to still have another job in the offseason. That That's, pays more than their... Which is crazy when you think about it. But, yeah. So, from the ones we gained... Now, we're recording this on November 4th, but it was applicable that... Making sure today is the right date. Yeah, yeah November 4th. No, but I'm going with a November 3rd birthday because 
Happy 34th birthday to Colin Kaepernick. Oh, we should have done this yesterday then. Perfect segue. Perfect segue into the question you asked earlier. Did I watch Colin Black and White? Yes, I did. Uh, I made, I watched it with Kaizen. We binged the first season. You know what I liked about that? I thought it was really good. I liked that the episodes weren't too long. Yeah, well... Um, because I would have been pissed if they were like 45 minutes to 50 minutes long. No, Ava, Ava DuVernay... Well, she's one of those directors where I'm going to watch any product that she does. So once I heard that she was attached to it, I knew that this was something that I was going to be interested in because I'm a fan of her work. There are certain directors where you're going to get me to watch their stuff just because of who they are. If I hear Scorsese attached to it, I'm watching. If I hear Coogler attached to it, I'm watching. Tarantino, same thing. I'm going to I'm gonna give it a try. And she's one of those people. So I knew what the format Justin was going Lin, to be. Yeah. Watch it. So, so like you said, when, when I heard that it was going to be not, not a sitcom, but in that sitcom time range, yeah. it's more palatable. And be- they did that <clears throat> to bring in a younger audience, too. And not only that, I really feel if you would have watched 45 minutes of that, someone was going to break the TV. Because it got to a <laughs> point where it got, like, at some point you're watching it and you're just so annoyed with, like, no, man, this can't. Like, the, my take was, because the first thing I did when we got here is I asked her, I said, how real do you think that was? It's like, real. Like, and I, I know it's real, but not real as in how much was it? Because, you know, they have to, it's dramatic. They have to, to overdo some things. But it, it seemed like most of the stuff was true to form. Yeah, you, had, you, had to, you obviously have to take some creative license because you're telling a story. Yeah. And you have to make a story entertaining. But the family and Kaepernick himself was not going to allow them to go far out of bounds of what the reality was. Yeah. So the things you see in particular, and we talked about the the conflicts that his parents went through, but that stuff was real. That stuff was real. And he's not, he's not going to paint his parents in a negative light. And I didn't think it was them being painted in a negative light. I honestly and legitimately think that there's a disconnect between parents of a certain age and teenagers. And when you throw in different races into the mix, different cultures, that exacerbates that. Like, my parents had no idea what I was into as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And they're black. So imagine <laughs> you adopting a black kid. And living in a white town. Right. So he's he's, but I think tra- that the, he's that. trying to come to age with who he is and a culture that he feels attached to, which is different from home. But I feel that that was a big thing of where he grew up because yeah. it was it changes the whole mindset because his parents were like, all right, they may say some things or whatever, but genuinely they cared about the well-being for him where these other people... And I could see it, and you can still see it today. What this black kid doing here? What you know? Let yeah. let me get the fear of God right now. And it's just like, to me, that will mess you up more than your parents actually. Because you you could dissect it and be like, all right, yeah, my parents they're saying some pretty dumb things, but at the end of the day, they care. Yeah, it wasn't, and it wasn't, and I think they did a great job of portraying it like that. Because at no point was it them saying this kind of thing with malice or even being negative. They just were oblivious to certain things. And how could they know? Because it's not like at any point in time, they didn't say, that's not my son. Yeah. Like, it would be like, they'll look at him funny and they'll be like, yeah, that's our son. And the people will be like, like, I think the, I think the, um, the traffic stop with the police officer, right? Like where the dad was still making the dad and mom were making jokes. Yeah. Like, that's how they know how to interact with police officers. They don't. It may sound insensitive, but that was, that's just them treating 
them no that's that's just normal. The, the normal fact behavior. is the fact is most most white parents don't have to have the talk with their kid, like how a, yeah. a black parent would do with it with a young black kid. So but, they didn't really know how to do that. All that stuff like that, that's real real life situations. Yeah. Like with the hair and with his mustache. Like they weren't it, it's not oh like they god were, to this day my parents tell me to cut my hair so I know exactly how that is. Well it's like my mom and aunts, you're gonna shave your face you're gonna, no. Yeah, I mean, but I'm gonna die and look at that. When you're gonna die, it's like <laughs> like me cutting my hair is not gonna. Help. Yeah, it's just like I'm sorry. Oh, but no. See, we could. I, I was. T- I told Gary this would happen. I said once we start talking about this, we could do a whole podcast on calling him. So black we'll do a white. whole podcast later. We're gonna end it there. We should. I'm just gonna get to because Jesus, I could probably do a whole podcast just on capping and quotes, but I'm just going to go with three that I thought were good during the, the time span when everyone was sticking a microphone in his face and didn't want him to play football. So the first one, I'm not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. Like that, when he said that for the first time, that's when I knew that the whole thing was done. And you know what the problem was? He's smart. He's educated. Like it, it's different when, and I don't know why it is, I guess because I'm around black people my whole life. Like, yeah. I don't see the difference. But when that shocked America and then, why is a black smart person saying this? But see, it's a cultural thing. It's different. It's different for you. Like, the same thing we were talking about, uh, Kaepernick growing up in Turlock, California, where they where they said, this is really not much different from Wisconsin. You're not seeing... It's different. Like, the cultural thing is different for them. So, hearing somebody actually give voice to that, my first thought was, oh, shit. My second thought was, they... They're going to get him up out the paint. And they did. Quote number two from Cap. Most people don't want to change. They're comfortable and set in their ways. But in order to change, you have to be able to agitate people at times. And I think that's something that's very necessary for us to improve as a country. Seems very benign. You could fit that shit. You could fit that into our country. You could fit that into any organization. But people were livid hearing him say that. Like, yeah, you you got to say some uncomfortable stuff sometimes. You've got to make people uncomfortable because that's the only way you learn. But, and I'll go back, and the simplest thing is business. You may not like someone in business, but yeah. you do business with them because you know it's gonna, it, it could be successful. I wanted to call names, but I won't. Mm. Third quote from Kaepernick. The stand wasn't because I feel like I'm put down in any kind of way. The stand was because I'm seeing things happen to people that don't have a voice, people that don't have a platform to talk and have their voices heard and affect change. So I'm in the position where I can do that, and I'm going to do that for people that can't. And that one, I feel like it was important because the number one thing that you heard a lot of people who had a problem with him, they said, well, your life is fine. You make millions of dollars. You're an NFL quarterback, blah, blah, blah. Completely missing the point that it wasn't about him. Of course, his life is fine. Mm-hmm. His life is fine until he gets in a traffic stop, and then he's just just like, a black person, just like anyone else, but... Yeah, like I said, we could do an entire podcast. Thank you for listening this. to the <laughs> the calling Kaepernick, the calling Kaepernick um, minute. By, by the way, this is also a podcast yeah. where we start with calling Kaepernick every <laughs> single episode. But this time we got. But it's time for the real stuff. See, All right. Most so, gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. When we go to gamble, we go to lose subconsciously. All right. So before we go on to week nine, let's recap. I always say recap. Let's recap week eight. First, Cardo went two for three. By the way, all of us were extremely mediocre. Yeah. Uh, none of us are going to get Jamaican air horns this week. Just lose a game show. Sounds Hold on. All let's around. just do this at the beginning. All of us. You can do that in the beginning, in the middle, at the end. Cardo went two for three. He hit, he hit on his lock of the week. His underdog covered. Parlay, one out of five. 
I went two for three. I did not hit on the lock of the week. My underdog did not cover. Parlay one for five. John went two for three. I mean, he went two and three. Hit on his lock of the week. His underdog won outright. Just lose a game show sound for everybody. I was going, I almost air horned it. <laughs> Just to be like, screw y'all. <laughs> Just two or three mediocrity all around. And then my props, I... I just did. Let me t- let me tell you all something. <laughs> this, right? This well, is the dumbest prop bets because I I've been sucking at them. So I'm like, Tua is going to wear orange shoes. It's going to be 40 degrees at kickoff in Kansas City. Cleveland's going to win the coin toss, and it was just like stupid things like that. And I think I missed on all. We saw that, and me and Carter was like, John, just give up on the prop bets, and we attributed. That to his life was just amazing over the last month. And we're not going to put it all out there, but good God, if Wait, y'all only knew. My nephew had chicken nuggets on a, on, a, on a PJ. PJ. PJ John. PJ John, surprise voice note John for us, by <laughs> the way. All right. So our week nine picks. Now, you know, usually as the season goes on, it gets a little easier. It's supposed to get easier. Like I was going to say, it's supposed to get easier. It has not gotten easier. And that was clear based on what happened with us last week. But another thing that happens in the NFL as the season goes on, it becomes less and less about who's the better team. But a lot of times it just comes down to who's healthier, who's the healthier team. And people are dropping like flies. And I'm talking about people that are integral to team success. And that is going to have a huge impact on the picks this week. We start with our first game, Cleveland Bengals hosting Wow, the Cle- Cleveland Bengals, wow, yes. Cleveland Bengals, that's this game. The Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Cleveland Browns. Bengals favored by two and a half points over under on this game, 47. The Battle of Ohio. Now, the Bengals are coming off a disastrous loss. Just at the point where they were riding high, well, the- blew, blew out the Baltimore Ravens, then you lose to the backup quarterback of the New York Jets. Did you see that one guy that made the $1,000 bet? And he won 125K. I mean, because who would bet that? Who thought Mike White was going to do that? Right. Mike White's uh, uniform ended up in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, I saw I saw that. <laughs> Mike White went to University of South Florida. Then he got sense, and he went to Western Kentucky and got better. Well, whatever he did, it worked. But, yeah, no, it's, it's just crazy because I'm <clears> – where was I? See, that's the question I got to say. I was in Miami. This is the most amazing shit I've ever heard. Yeah. John does not know where he was in the world <laughs> while this game was going on. I was in Miami. And I didn't have, like, in Canada, you had, like, four channels that had games. So yeah. it was, like, cool. You know, I could watch, like, four different games. I only had the Dolphins game against wow. Buffalo. That is tragic. Yeah. And then they had the San Francisco-Chicago game on the second one. So I was like, oh, I don't really care. Yuck. But then I'm looking at the score or whatever. I'm like, the Jets? And deep down, I'm like, cool, because if the Dolphins really suck, we'll get the number one pick. Do we get to keep the pick this year? No, that's the Eagles pick. <sighs> so there's no point. In me, this is <sighs> the same thing me and Gary were talking about in the group the other day. There's no point in us being bad for the rest of the season because we don't even get that We pick. at least got to get to like eight or nine. I don't want to talk about them. I'm Dolphins. We, we got to talk about them. <laughs> we picking their game next, so we'll talk about them idiots then. <laughs> Stick with. Yeah, I got in this one. I'm going to think the the Bengals will bounce back. Um, I, I don't see... I guess them losing to the Jets is a wake-up call. They were the number one seed. 
at one particular point. Yeah. AKA last week. Like I said, everyone was riding high on them after they just absolutely but destroyed sometimes Baltimore. Need, sometimes you need these type of games to You need them to against the Jets though? Yeah, you just need them. Look, the the thing about the NFL is a loss is a loss, right? If they would have lost to Baltimore, it's worse for them than to lose to the Jets. But if they would have lost to an NFC team, that would have been yeah. better. Like, th- th- there's different scenarios. Yeah, I get that. Because you could look at this Jets loss as somewhat of an anomaly. Yeah. But then psychologically, it's better for them to beat the Ravens. Because then it's like, okay, we're now really in control of the yeah. AFC North. Like, we arrived. So, I'm I'm, I'm not too worried. The NFL always has this. Yeah. It, it, like you said, the, when we talk about the next team, we'll, we'll, we'll go into more detail. But, yeah, I have no... Yeah, I think that they're just going to win. On the other side... Jamar Chase is going to get two touches. They're going to probably go for like 200. On the other side, the Browns kind of in disarray. Odell Beckham just sent home. Oh, yeah. They said that he's not with the team no more. I'm like, well, damn. Yeah, like at one point, Odell Beckham was probably... He was up there, definitely top three. The most exciting receivers, the best receivers in the league. Injuries. Like, he was that guy in 2016, 2017. He was legitimately that guy. And now the Browns are just sending him home for nothing. And it's because his dad showed pictures of the All-22 where he was open and Baker Mayfield just wasn't getting him the ball. And I immediately thought, wow, I'm going to get guys in trouble if he ever gets to this point because I will absolutely be <laughs> I will absolutely be that parent doing all of this shit. Yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the day, well, Baker's hurt, first of all, right? That's another and, thing and I was going to me, get to. And to me, that is just being, it's irresponsible on, on both sides, I feel, the franchise and himself like if he if you're injured don't play like this season it's showing contract though up for an extension yeah if you're injured don't play like what are you gonna do get hurt and then all of a sudden extension over but let me but here here's what it is from baker mayfield so what's the worst that's gonna happen he's gonna sign a franchise tag and get 30 million i agree with what you're saying but from his point of view he feels like he needs to be on the field constantly auditioning for why he deserves that payday because there's a whole lot of people and the way he's playing right now ain't helping it. But that's the gamble you take being on the field. <clears throat> so he feels like he has to be out there to audition for that next check and show people why he deserves it. You know who Baker is right now? Matthew Stafford with the Lions. Matthew Stafford is better than Baker right now. No, 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 no. But I, no, no, no I'm not saying like, but that's just what it feels. Like. I don't think he's going to get over the hump yeah. in Cleveland. But the, and that team is so good. Like, this is why I brought it it's up stacked. a couple of weeks ago. Like, if Tua was with the Browns, I don't think people would be touching the Browns. To be honest, that team is legitimately great on both sides of the ball. and They're a quarterback away. They are what, funny you said, Matthew Stafford. Right now, the Browns are what the Rams were when Jared Goff was there. Yeah. Like, look at the difference when you get a quarterback in there. The Rams look ridiculous. And we're going to get to them later, too. But Stafford's so good. Browns a quarterback away. Oh, what Cardo pick? Oh, I, I picked Browns. Cardo's going with the Browns. Um, well, He's dumb. I'm going with the Bengals at home in this one. I know that that line is close, but I think there's just there's just so much going on with Cleveland right now. Baker's just not healthy. As much as you may want it for them, him not being healthy and you can see it. Like not being able to put up two touchdowns <clears throat> against the Steelers. But like football is a sport where you cannot play hurt like that. Like it just doesn't especially the quarterback position. Like and people is I heard people saying, "Oh, well it's not his throwing shoulder." Have you ever had to move? Have you ever had to throw, throw a ball? Like, <laughs> so you use your whole body. Like. Also, there are 250, 300 pound people bearing down on him. That like, are faster e- than him. Even when you get hit 
and you get the ball out, you still get hit. Like yeah. it's what people yeah. don't know about football. It's that collision when you get hit and you go to the ground. It's yeah. not them actually making. So the it's a double hit. You. Yeah, it being on his non-throwing shoulder does not make a difference, and you could tell by the way that he's playing. It's obviously a painful. Let's put this. I don't think Baker's a bad quarterback, but like I said, I feel like he's Matthew Stafford right now. That he's not going to get anywhere in Cleveland. Yeah, he's going to put up numbers. He's not. I mean, even though his team is is good, what. Stafford made the playoffs once in Detroit. Damn. Yeah. It's, it's no Detroit. Detroit is depressing. De- Detroit sports in general is depressing. But and then the whole thing with him and Odell Beckham, it just it just didn't work. <laughs> I don't know why Detroit. it didn't work. It just didn't work. Roddy came by yesterday and he was like, "Oh was, shit, we was supposed yeah. to get him on yesterday." We we was talking uh, just about basketball and he said, "Man, Philly should just trade Ben Simmons to Detroit because no one wants to go there." And it's just like, look what they did to Blake. I don't. I don't even think Detroit has pieces that they could possibly even get Ben Simmons at this point. Just get picks for him, unless you trade Cade Cunningham. But you've just drafted him number one. That's that's the only asset they have. Yeah, this is not a basketball podcast. Anyway, so I'm going Bengals on this one too. I don't trust the Browns on the road with this. It seems like it seems like their season is collapsing. I'm going Bengals at home. Yeah, I think the Browns aren't making playoffs. Uh, you already gave us Cardo's pick, right? Cardo's going Browns. Yeah, Cardo's going Browns. All right. Game number two. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that literally is the game. Oh, shit. We're picking a game between two 1-7 and seven teams. The Miami Dolphins at home hosting the Houston Texans. Dolphins favored by a touchdown. What? Over under on this game, 45 and a half. Points. Under. <laughs> We're going to go with the under. Hammer the under on this game. Um, unless, unless you have like a bunch of those really freak plays that shitty teams tend to have, like where you get strict. I think the Dolphins, fumbles. the Dolphins would cover, but I think it's going to be under. My goodness, like the, the, it's obvious the implications in this game. All people talked about for the last two weeks were: Is Deshaun Watson going to end up in Miami? What is the situation happening with Tua? And to be honest, at this point. If you hear Tua come out and demand a trade, I wouldn't even blame him because mm-hmm. the type of shit that he's been run through for the lot, well, not even just for the last few weeks, since he's been the quarterback of this team, who would have thought that I'd had we are the New it? York media of quarterbacks? <laughs> like, it's just like, come on now. Okay, you're looking at Tua's stats, and I was talking to um, someone at the Heat game, Wes Goldberg. He's doing his own thing in Miami now. Mm-hmm. He used to work in San Francisco. But... He was saying, I don't want Watson. And when he told me the whole, and I sent a screenshot, he says, if we don't get Watson, we're going to have $88 million in cap space. I said, damn. We, then we could just get offensive line. He's like, exactly. Because if you look at Tua's stats, they are not bad. Not terrible. They're not bad. Like, for what he has, he literally has me, Dakari, Ronaldo, Ricardo, and Andrew yeah. blocking fan. Yeah. We, we may do a better job. Because I feel like uh, Carter and Andrew, they could shore up the right side, which yeah. is where you need to protect to Me, so, you, and Kari on the left side, they just getting by us every Yeah, time. we're just chop blocking. Yeah, that's chop, it. Chop block, but we're saving the quarterback. That's it. But he could at least roll out. Yeah. yeah. We, we could give him time to, to roll out. Yeah. But the whole thing is, it's like, his numbers aren't bad. What was it? It was a, uh, I saw it on social media. He's very accurate. That's, yeah. one, thing, that's one thing you can. Oh, yeah, no. Josh Allen and Tua's first 13 games. Tua's stats are better than him. And Josh Allen was on some trash teams like that first year or two. Yeah, as great as great as he was last season, people forget. Hold it. 
it took about three years. It wait, I gotta get this is an audio medium, so I gotta give people uh, the visual of what's going on right now. So what we have in the Ten YS studio, there's a Tua Tungavailoa shirt jersey kind of thing, and we customized it. We customized it, and John took a sticker and wrote Watson on the back, and he turned the one into a four. What's happening right now is John is going to remove the Watson, revealing the tongue of Iloa. He's he's bringing the shirt back. I, I stitched a song good. Wow, you made that difficult. All right. So he's bringing the shirt back, and now you remove the tape ter- that turned the four. Going to bring that back to a one. So now it's a we're two back. shirt again. We're back. So we're we, back. Were, we were all on the, the Deshaun Watson wave. This is what being a Dolphin fan is like, okay? We went from, okay, we have a guy in Tua to we no longer believe in this guy, get the other guy. That's not that's obviously not going to work, so now we're going to stick with this guy. And like I said, what they've done with Tua, not giving him any vote of confidence, by the way. Greer and Brian Flores, well, I'll say Flores was really in his camp, but Greer, the representative of the front office, the GM, did not give any vote of confidence in Tua until the trade deadline passed. And I just thought that was a messed up way for them to handle the situation. I just feel like I can make better picks than the Dolphins. Yeah. I still, to this day, feel like I can make better picks. Oh, no. Last year's draft, legitimately, the people we wanted them to take are killing it right now. This isn't... I promise y'all, this isn't us being revisionist history. This is not us playing the result. Draft day, we wanted them to stay at three and take Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase. That was it. Later on for the second pick, we wanted Najee Harris. Like that, we were saying that leading up to the draft, we could go back and listen, but it was clearly those were the players that we wanted. They traded down to six and that just changed everything. Changed the whole dynamic of the Dolphins' future. Anyway. Is Tyrod going to come back? Because I thought Tyrod was coming back last week. I don't know. You I, know Tyrod famous for... Um, oh, we didn't even pick the game. Yeah, no, we're, we're going to get to um, now. I completely forgot about picking the game. Yeah. Tyrod, you know, he loved that. Just become a starter and then get benched. That's his thing. I feel like if Tyrod comes back, the Texans are going to win this game. Let me see if Tyrod comes back. Make your pick. I got to figure this I'm out. I'm going with the Dolphins. I already said I think the Dolphins will cover. And they will win. <sighs> who, who did Carter? And it'll be under... Um, that's that's it. Carter picked the Dolphins. Wow, Carter's been picking the Dolphins a lot. All right. Now you don't even you have to wait for so as we wait for Ronaldo to <coughs> look. To no, this is total. This is totally. This is totally dependent. Did the, the, the Tyrod get any injections in his lung area? This happened. This happened uh, last week. I was going to pick the Texans to get. This is perfect. You know why? The Texans are coming. They they're gonna get Tyrod Taylor back. I'm going Texans. The Dolphins are just losing to horrible teams. Okay, guys, this is what's going to happen. When he finds out on Saturday, oh, no, he isn't playing. I want to change my pick. No. John, this, this is, is the opportunity now. No, 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 this no. This is important. No, this is it. He it, is picking the Texans, and that is final, and we're going to. It's not. We're locking that in. Okay, you have to allow for some leeway here. This is not like you missing the long snapper or the backup receiver. Hey, missing that long snapper <laughs> snapper is important though. Like that, that's kind of you remember when um Jason Allen or whatever it was the defense end from the Vikings had to become the long. Oh snapper? yeah, Jared Allen. Jared, uh, it's just like, but this that, is that's the, an important. It's like what happened if you're missing your kicker? This is the you, then you look like what the Steelers look like last weekend. Do dumb shit. 
But this is important, though. I was I was bummed out about that, by the way, because I thought they were going to let Pressy kick field goals, but they was like, no, nah, he can't kick field goals. This is important, though. If your starting quarterback is going to be there, that is very different. Davis Mills and Tyrod Taylor playing yeah, maybe So you're going different. with the Texans. I'm going with the Texans because the Dolphins are allowing people to win to, to get wins. Like, the Jaguars beat them. The Falcons beat them. I, I ain't got no confidence at all. Look, Tyrod Taylor is breathing a breath of fresh air into the organization. So he ain't playing. No, he's playing. Okay. No decision yet on. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing a breath, a breath of fresh air means he could get an injunction on Friday, and they're gonna puncture that lung again. Can Tyrod re-energize? Back at practice Wednesday, and if all goes to plan, Taylor will play Sunday against the Dolphins in a battle of one on seven teams. All right, I'm going with the Texans. Okay, there you go. Locked in. Un- I already locked it in, so it doesn't un- matter. Unless Sunday morning we hear no, no, no. Game number three, talking about players that are missing. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs at home hosting the Green Bay Packers over under on this game, 48. And what was expected to be a matchup between two of the best, most exciting quarterbacks this game has to offer. And now it's just Patrick Mahomes versus Jordan Love because Aaron Rodgers dominated the headlines. Blake Bortles signed with the Packers. He ain't gonna play. You never know. <laughs> that, well, you know what? This football, that is true. <laughs> you never know. You, you do never he know. He one play away from playing. Immediately. <laughs> what kills me is like, the, when this news broke, somebody called Blake Bortles and was like, get on the plane. But you know he was there all um, camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Aaron Rodgers signed. And But my thing with this, if we're going to go with, I'll just take the, the air out, the bubble. Chiefs are going to win. Because I just, yeah. you know, yeah. no Aaron. If Aaron was playing, Unless, see, this is different. If Aaron all of a sudden miraculously come back like Donald he, Trump did in he, three days and said, NFL ain't allowed I am it. fine. He, yeah. NFL ain't going to allow it. it. But no um, shot. the whole thing is, it's like, everyone is now, I've been on Twitter. Man, Twitter's wild. Yo, Twitter is wild. It's a terrible place, you know. They're like, oh, Aaron Rodgers should be suspended for. Just visit. Don't live yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Should be suspended for for six weeks because he put everyone at risk and blah blah blah. And look, I don't care if people know I'm vaccinated. Mm-hmm. This dude over here is vaccinated because we almost died the same exact day with yeah <laughs> with the sit with the oh the minute the after effects. Yo, we was one of them people that went early when it wasn't even open to us. But yeah, we was like <laughs> we going to get this when shit. it was hey, when it wasn't hot in the streets. We we, <laughs> we went and we got it because we knew what it was. Yeah, my thing that annoys me with this same thing is. Oh, he could kill people. So could vaccinated people. Like, let's just eliminate the whole thing of just because you're vaccinated. The only thing a vaccinated vaccination does is protect yourself from getting grave symptoms. Yeah. Just in case. End of story. This vaccine people will kill people. Listen, (laughs) the the discourse around vaccinated and unvaccinated has been stupid. It's been, I mean, and you have vaccinated people that have said really dumb things about this i think there's just a misinformation campaign in general about the entire thing i think the biggest part of the aaron Rodgers thing that caused people to change their perspective on it and on him was the fact that he was legitimately asked this question a long time ago he was straight up asked are you vaccinated but he he said he said yeah yeah i'm immunized no I was inoculated or something. No, he, he said it. He said immunized. immunized. Yeah, he said, yeah, yeah, I'm immunized. And so, and I remember this, and this was a thing about a couple months ago when I was listening to Michael Smith on a podcast, and he, he actually said in that moment, 
If y'all notice, he said immunized. He didn't say he was vaccinated, but he started, he started that answer by saying, yeah, the person asked him, are you vaccinated? His first thing was, yeah, Yeah. he went, yeah, I'm immunized. But do you think he could have gotten one shot and just didn't get the second shot? No, I know. But you could see that he was going to be one of those people. He was saying it. If you listen to some of the interviews, he he was going on this whole free thinker wave. We already know Aaron. He was using woke as a pejorative term. And I was like, "Eh, if you listen to Levitard's Aaron Rodgers interviews, right? You see the difference of Aaron's thinking of what he does. He's not the type of person. He had a little Kyrie in him. Yeah, but he's not the person where you could be like, yeah, so the grass is green. Well, it's not really green. Yeah. It's it's a hue of this. And because the sun's reflecting this way, it looks yellow. That's that Kyrie shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but it's like, and I, I, it's not a negative thing. It's just, he just thinks differently. And you could tell that he's not going to get something done unless he does all the research. Just this is a typical know your boys type situation. So this is this is the biggest problem that I think people had with it, right? There are players that are not vaccinated and they're just straight up not going to get vaccinated. You know they exist, but they also have different protocols than everybody else. Mm-hmm. This is where the problem comes into play. Like you will see dudes like that, and in the post game press conference, they got to be randomized on the side. Watch it, watch a game this Sunday, and you will see some players on the sidelines wearing masks. They're not vaccinated. You got to do that. The problem people had was, and they were saying in house in the facility, Aaron Rodgers was doing all the non vaccinated protocol stuff. He was doing that. But game day, he wasn't doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, you saw that. And so, I think there was a receiver from the Bills. He was unvaccinated, too. Not Cole Beasley. It was another one. He was unvaccinated, and he didn't abide by the protocol, and they loaded him up with, like, back pay fines he had to give for, like, three but weeks But Kirk or Cousins like isn't that. vaccinated, and he's doing the same thing. So, see... The whole thing is so now this. there's now they're saying how are you are you going to give the same legislation to guys like Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins that you give to everyone else? That's that's where the issue is. <laughs> you remember LeBron? <laughs> <laughs> so that's where the issue is. And having said all of that, unless Jordan Love pull up one of them Mike White performances, ain't nothing happening. Oh, we should go put money down that he's going to lead the 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 weekend. Not a lot though. No, like a hundred. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I trust him. If you put 50, I put 50, and he wins, we might win like $50,000. And I will say this. If you could do it against any defense, it's the shitty Chiefs defense. This is the best defense. We got to do that. Yep. The Giants almost won that game. This Chiefs defense is horrible. We're going to go to um, a local sports book. And we're we'll going to put, put money down gonna, on Jordan we're Love. We're going to put $100 down that Jordan Love will have the most passing yards. You know, like how you always like to say the Dolphins have me size running backs? Well, it's like the Chiefs have... Everyone on their defense is my size because they just terrible. Pause. Like, <laughs> yes. Cardo got the Chiefs too. Cardo's taking Chiefs. Everyone's taking Chiefs because why would you go with Jordan Love? And you know what the thing is? We're going to play this back. Watch Jordan Love have yeah. a mic with <laughs> But if he has it, we're going to put the bet down. Yeah, we'll be all right. We're going to win a lot of money. We're going to win either way. All right, let's move on to game four. And this is pro- the Cardinals have probably been the team that has performed best missing people because when Chandler Jones and uh, and now JJ Watt went down, JJ Watt's out for the year. Yeah, JJ Watt's done. Wait, what is that? NF- sucks. NFC West contact contest. Uh, 49ers hosting the Cardinals. Cardinals favored by two and a half on the road. Over under on this game is forty six. So Cardinals are going to score forty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are going to win by like fourteen. You know what? This is going to be a great bounce back game for them. Because even the one game they lost, they shouldn't have lost that game. No. 
Oh man, just watching that is just like I think AJ Green is on the COVID list too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and I can see why he's you know on what? It. He probably had COVID then, and he had what did, what did they say? Brain fog. Yeah, I think he had brain fog in that moment. Because if you look at the play, it was the perfect play. If he would have turned around, it's a touchdown. That's the worst part about it. Yeah. He had that guy. And Kyler Murray read that he had that guy. All he had to do was little box out and that's it. Literally turn around and he was Put your hands out and just run towards the ball. So Touchdown. it's so like to me, it's it's the perfect loss for them because now your team's gonna have that we lost a game chip on our shoulders. But yeah, I didn't really lose that game. Like, like, like that was a game y'all had won easily. So the 49ers are going to suffer for it. I think the Cardinals win, and the Cardinals win big. Yeah, no, I think so, too. And I think they're going to put up points. I assume. Who's Carter picking? You got, you Carter's got, got the Cardinals. Picks. Carter's going cards as well. All right, game five. Another team that's missing a huge player on the roster. I don't know what the Tennessee Titans are going to look like without Derrick Henry. <laughs> I know. They're the going to look like the Dolphins, Dolphins. during Ryan Tannehill yes. era. I think uh, when Derrick Henry got hurt, he threw an interception on the very next play. <laughs> like, that's what's going to happen. Let's put it this way. It's like, so this is how you know the NFL doesn't want, or the NFL gods don't want a running back or any other position except the quarterback to win. Derrick Henry threw a touchdown pass, right? Out of there. But if you look to the left side, he had two people wide open. Yeah. He said, no, nah, I'm going to throw it in, in, in between everyone and, and get this touchdown. He actually had Tannehill open. Uh Oh, I didn't even say. Uh, Rams at home hosting the Tennessee Titans. Rams favored by six and a half over under in this game, 54. Yeah, I... Do you know so, what it is now that they don't have to worry about the run? And didn't they just sign Vaughn Miller? Or they not sign, they traded for yeah, Vaughn they, Miller? The, the Rams now have Vaughn Miller. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's a whole lot of scheming that needs to come into play. Vaughn Miller's a veteran pass rusher. Put him on the field right away and say, you go, go get the quarterback. Go. That's it. And now... Perfect, perfect situation for Vaughn Miller because you have Aaron Donald on the interior who has to be two two players have to take on Aaron Donald. Vaughn Miller is going to be running free. Vaughn Miller is always going to be one on one. Now he's not the same guy that was Super Bowl MVP, but at the same time, you got a really good defense. Aaron Donald on that defense. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey's on that defense. Hmm. This quarterback does not have Derrick Henry behind him, hmm. so that we've watched the many games. With Tannehill with no running back. Hey. And play action daddy. I just I was just about to say, what's your nickname for him? Play action daddy don't do well with no running back. Because there ain't going to be no play action. Now you just got to take. Ain't going to be no time. Now you got to take three-step drop, five-step drops, find Julio Jones and, and A.J. Brown. So Adrian Peterson, though. Well, okay. I no, mean, I'm I just saying that, that that's who they have. I know. No, I paused for a second because I was going to say. Do you think he still has it? And I don't even know if you can say that about Adrian Peterson. I feel like he has it for one game, but it ain't this game. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if there's ever going to be a point when I can say that about Adrian Peterson. <laughs> That's because I put him in that Brady-LeBron zone where I question whether he's actually human. So I don't even know. Like, If, if Adrian Peterson runs for 150 yards, are any of us surprised? I'm never going to be surprised by that. Maybe when he's 50. I don't know. But... I'm taking the Rams in this one because I think that offense is just too good. The Titans are going to be too disjointed without Derrick Henry in there. I'm going Rams at home. Yeah, we're all going Rams. Everybody's going Rams in this one. All right, so let's move on now to our locks of the week. Although, John, already. I did. What did I lock? No, you. I said you tried to lock in. Oh, I locked in your Titans one. Yeah, you locked. I just locked it in for the sound effects. I haven't pressed the board in a while. 
So Ricardo has the Colts against the Jets. Colts win big. He thinks the tape is out on Mike White. Ain't nobody buying into the <laughs> Mike White hype. All right. My lock of the week, um, I am going with chalk. Bills are favored by 14 on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's my lock. God, if you lose that, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> and I have the Broncos covering against the Cowboys. Wait, no, this is... Who, are you locking the Broncos? Mm-hmm. To beat the Cowboys? Mm-hmm. Is Dak Peterson... Uh, Dak Peterson, Peterson. Is Dak Prescott playing? I don't know. Okay. I'm locking it in, though. Sometimes you got to make these wild picks. I, I agree with you. I, go ahead, bro. Get off. All right. So, let's go our underdogs against the spread. I am going to actually go with a game Cardo took as his lock. God col- damn it. That Colts... <laughs> that Colts game... It was one week where all of us picked the same one. That Colts game... The Colts are favored by 10.5 against the Jets, and I, I don't see the Colts blowing anyone out. I'm, It's personal for me because they're just clearly not going to play Mike. Carson Wentz is probably the most reckless quarterback in the league right now that Jameis Winston, well, even before Jameis got hurt, he wasn't doing the same reckless Jameis shit because he was only throwing it for like 10 times a game. So Carson Wentz is the most reckless quarterback in the league. Maybe him and Pat Mahomes, but Pat Mahomes is an elite talent. Unorganized, so. reckless is different. <laughs> um, no, we wow, we haven't done unorganized and organized in a couple of weeks. Reckless is completely different. Carson Wentz does a whole lot of weird shit, and for that reason, I don't see them covering this. I think even if the Colts win this game, it's not going to be by ten and a half. Cardo has the Falcons covering against the Saints. And I think that the Vikings will cover against the Ravens. Because they're really good at covering. Between them and the Lions, like, geez, the Lions are cover. They, they love to cover. All right, let's move on to these parlays. Right, um, I'm looking for a parlay. You looking for Par- Parlay. P-A-R-L-A-Y. Y'all know parlay? You got Cardo's handy? Yeah, so this is what Ricardo has done. His prop bet is Amari Cooper and Jerry Judy combined for over 199.5 receiving yards and over 1.5 touchdowns. I love how Cardo puts them all in one thing so he can only get one wrong. He loves to do yeah. that. He loves to do that. That's his, <laughs> that's his thing. He'll string like 14 of them together and say, this is, and said, oh no, it counts as one. Yeah, it counts as one. So, and the second prop is Daniel Jones and Derek Carr over 549. Point five combined passing yards under. He says, uh, rug situation with impact car and Daniel, my guy Jones, will take a backseat to the running game. Oh, also with the first prop is over. Why does he like Daniel Jones so he much? He loves Daniel Jones. I don't understand. The that. New York Jets, 1.5 TDs against the Colts under. Wow. He didn't watch my right. Um, <laughs> Alvin Kamara and Kyle Pitts over 11.5 combined receptions. Over. Here's my prop that I'm only going to do. Mm-hmm. And it's going to happen tonight. And Mike Strong will be active for tonight's game. Okay. That's my prop. <laughs> like, I'm just giving up on all props. That's fair. Um, but I feel because it's a short week, we might not see T.Y. or anyone come in. And it's the Jets, so they might give him some, some burn. 
right, I got five I'm going to run with this week. My first one, Jalen Hurts, over under 220, oh, sorry, over under is 251 yards passing against the Chargers. I'm going under on that. Kirk Cousins, 267.5 yards passing on the road at Baltimore. I'm going under on that as well. I don't think he gets that. Justin Fields, 185 yards against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to go with the over. Who's the fifth one? Oh, the fourth one. Ben Roethlisberger, 246 yards passing against the, the aforementioned Bears. I'm going to go with the over on that. Yeah, one. I feel like the, the over on that. I mean, the Bears, boy. No, I think they I, put a scare into the 49ers last week. They they did. And it's funny because um, Ryan Knowles went to the game, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to Chicago. I'm saying, oh, at least it's going to be an easy win, right? They ended up winning. But I was just like, I messaged him. Win. And I was like, man, they gave you all a game, though. And he was just, how oh, we suck. And I was just like, eh. I bet after that Justin Fields run, he was losing his shit. I mean, Justin, Justin Fields is going to be such a good quarterback. He's going to be good. And my fifth one, Mike Gise- I feel like this is the safest one. Mike Gusecki. Over 46 and a half yards receiving against Houston. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two yeah. was going to him 14 times. At least. At least 10. At All least right. 10. If, he, if you're in a PPR league in fantasy, you should have him. Well, he ain't got nobody else to throw to, so Jalen Waddle got to have 10 catches. And Gusecki got to have 10. I never know what the hell is happening with Devontae Parker. You want to talk some futures before we get out of here? So who's um, the MVP? Is it Josh Allen again? Where are we with the MVP race? Because I think Tom Brady had... Of a stranglehold of this thing, like it was going to be his. I don't know if it's a stranglehold. I just feel because Tom Brady's been breaking records. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Allen's back on top. Pop. Which is which is weird, and I you think know, I'm not I, surprised. I think that's just because the both the Bucks and the Cardinals so, lost. So, this so is, I think it's because Brady and Kyler Murray lost this week. It vaulted Josh Allen up because it's not like Josh Allen had a great game against the Dolphins. Him and Tua kind of looked alike for three quarters. Except someone got a win and someone didn't. Anyways, well, I did say I don't three know, quarters. Yeah, I don't know who the odds are. Okay, this is bet US, right? And I just pulled up the first side I could find. Josh Allen is plus 350. Yeah. Kyler Murray is plus 550. Dak is 550. Brady's 550. So it's Josh Allen and the other guy. Stafford, 650. Aaron Rodgers is 750. And then your boy Lamar Jackson comes at 1,400. Stafford actually has a good shot at this. Oh, yeah. yeah no, on the outside if if Stafford in. wins this game, because I really feel, okay, yes, MVP has a lot to do with stats, right? Mm-hmm. And what's going to hurt Aaron is him missing potentially two games. That, that If he misses two games, he's not going to win MVP. You could just take him out the race immediately. But Stafford is the guy, like, just from looks of the resume of playing in the NFC West, um, getting touchdowns. People know his history. Like, yeah, people say, oh, it's only about this season. Nah, if he takes them to the playoffs and elevates them, yeah, I, I could see Stafford, like, the last week pulling it out. I still think it's it's between, it's Kyler Murray's and Brady's to lose. I think whichever, whichever one of those two guys, their team finishes better. And if it comes down to a numbers thing, then I think you parse it between those two. But I think... The, if the second half of the season plays out much like the first half, I think it's between those two guys. Bucks, the Bucks are gonna, the Bucks are gonna get the benefit of the doubt because Brady is Brady. But 
what Kyler Murray has continued to do, and even though they're, they've been losing people to the left and right, you lose Max Williams, your tight end. You're losing people on the defense, but he's been the constant But they got thing. Zach Ertz, right? Yeah, and yeah. immediately he had his longest yeah. reception it's of like his Zach career. It's like Zach Ertz is going to... Uh, the thing about it That's is... That's what I mean. No matter who you plug in there, Kyler Murray's going to get it done. We're going to... I'll keep saying it. Kyler Murray was a number one draft first-round pick yeah. in, in baseball. That man is a hell of an athlete. Yeah. I don't care what you say. He's six foot, whatever. It don't matter. He is good at football. Like, if you had to give me Baker or Kyler, like, I wasn't a big fan it's of Baker. not even close. Kyler, to me, was just different. He's poised. Kyler is more Russell Wilson mentally yeah. than Baker was coming it's, out of the league. And, and, and that's what you need. And that's why the, the coach took that job because he's like, oh, I can get Kyler? Let's go. What what's crazy is they took Josh. Wasn't it like the year before, or maybe two years before, they took Josh Rosen to be their franchise quarterback, top ten pick, and they were like, "No, we got a chance to get this guy at number one." Like, and then they traded him the Dolphins. What's he doing now? He's, he's gone. He's somebody's backup. I don't know. I'm trying to see. Okay, defensive player of the year. Oh, it's still it's got to be Trevon Diggs, isn't it? Mm-mm. He had a game without a pick. I think so. If it's not him, wait. It's, if it's not him, it's going to be Aaron Donald. Nope. What? Who else? Who the hell else is there? There are other players? Yes. I thought those were the only two defensive players in the league. Okay. You got Miles Garrett. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's going to break the sock record. <laughs> oh, it's going to be Miles Garrett. <laughs> and yeah. then TJ Watt. So though Miles oh. is, is plus 300. TJ is plus 400. Trevon is um, plus 500. Aaron Donald is plus 800. And after that, it doesn't matter. Um. To bring up you and Cardo's Chandler Jones argument from earlier this season, are you just shifting it over to Miles Garrett? Yeah, now? definitely. Okay. Like, right. see, I it was it, so. because right. it was Chandler yeah. who had the big games or whatever. Uh-huh. But it doesn't matter whoever put those numbers up is going to. It's it's just Miles like, Garrett could probably break the sack record this year. Doesn't he? He already has like eleven, I think. He, well, we could find out. That's yeah, like, we're about halfway through the season. I I know he definitely has at least ten. So if he replicates this in the second half. Ten, and, ten and a half. So he's got ten and a half now. If he gets close to it, he's going to start chasing more. So all you got to do is tackle on a couple. He has a legitimate shot now, at this sack record. My thing with this sack record is, right, he needs to do it in 17 games. Oh, that's right. Or 16 games, not yeah. 17, because it's a 17 game season now. He needs to do it in 16 games. Like, the only way I would consider, and, you know, the NFL is not going to look at it that way. They're just going to say, oh, he broke the sack record yeah. if he did. If it's 17 games, if you average the sacks and it's more than what... But do you think people are going to look at it like that, though? Because no, they're not going to look at it. I'm yeah. telling you, they're not. But I'm saying... Per- yeah. in, in your personal In my record. personal record, as Stu Goss would say... I swear to God, you and Stu Goss are the same in my per- it Y'all would, are related. It would be... You have to take the average of the sacks. No. Yep. Get the fuck out. <laughs> no, that's what it is. Per game average. I would go with the per game average over that time with the amount of sacks. Imagine baseball doing this with all their records. And the thing about it is, like, the weird thing about football, when you think of the NFL, people don't really remember the records, you know? Mm-mm. Like, I Tom Brady got 600 touchdown passes. Baseball may be the only sport where the records and the numbers really stand out to you and you, like, know that. I just want to mention that, that the, the guy that got Brady's 600 football, he did go to UCF. Of course he did. But I'm going to say bad call giving the ball back without negotiating. Like, don't get me wrong. Brady and the, and the Bucks they negotiated in good faith, right? Yeah. They gave him a Bitcoin. They gave him season tickets. Oh, if that was me. <laughs> first of all, it's a couple Bitcoins, right? I don't need no signed jerseys. It, it would have been simple. You give me three Bitcoins, 
and two two podcasts. Out of there. And one of them has to be at your house in Abaco. Out of there. Just, well, we, we talked about this uh, off air a lot when this thing happened. Maybe around the golf too. The minute I got the ball, I leave the stadium immediately. Yeah. I contact them after the fact. We will negotiate tomorrow. Yeah. Nothing is happening today. Nothing. Nothing is happening today. We can meet for brunch tomorrow. I'm not bringing the ball to brunch. I'm going to leave <laughs> the ball in my hotel room. And we're, we're going to negotiate. I need to sit down and talk to people first and strategize a plan yeah. before I go forward in this. I may have even wanted uh, some TB12 stock. Yeah, Give sure. me something. The, that Bitcoin is good. Though. Yeah, there was so much that like, okay. And this is, I mean, it's, it's not, cre- I've been, so when I went to the Dolphins game with the Colts, I realized I enjoy watching football inside a house more than outside at the game yeah yeah. if it was a dome then that's a different story a dome is cool because you ain't getting destroyed and burned or whatever but the whole thing is it's just like jerseys helmets that ain't gonna do nothing for me like i'm not gonna lie that that ain't gonna do nothing for me season tickets that ain't gonna do nothing for me that those are literally things that they gave you that's worth zero to them well un- and then my favorite part was the gift card yeah the- 10 what was it ten thousand dollars a thousand dollars a thousand dollars for a gift that's card? like two two jerseys like yeah wh- wh- what am i going to get with that like i said unless he's thinking this memorabilia thing could be like a family heirloom somebody could flip it one day because if you got brady memorabilia no, no. Okay. and uh, you get to flip that in the future i get it i would have given the ball back to but it would have been a higher price. Yeah. And the ball would have been in the Bahamas, chilling. And I would have been like, tell TB12 to take his private jet. Highlight me. Come down here. And it's me and him negotiating. This man said he's going on vacation from November 15th to 29th. I knew he was going to do this shit. <laughs> end the podcast. I, end the podcast. Motherfucker.